This is Schooling in His Name. My name is Jenny and I'm a homeschool mom of two. Today I'm going to be talking about advice for the new homeschooler. Um, I know with coronavirus going on and public schools, private schools being shut down, that there's a lot of parents who have been or have who have become obligatory homeschoolers. Now, I do believe there's a difference between homeschooling and distance learning. Um, From what I gather from family members who have been trying to do this distance learning, neighbors and close friends, um, it sounds very different. Um, And I do not envy... I used to think that I really wanted to try online school with my kids um, because it takes all the work out of it for me and it'd be, you know, I don't have to plan anymore. Um, But it sounds and looks like this particular style of distance learning through public schools is actually a lot of work for the parents, especially for like kindergartners who they are. I don't know if there's many kindergartners who are just wired to be sitting down and watching Zoom meetings, but maybe I'm wrong. So I I have seen through the various homeschool groups I'm a part of on Facebook and Instagram that there's a lot of parents, or maybe that's strong, there's some parents out there who were always kind of teetering on the edge of if they should homeschool or not, and now that they are homeschooling or distance learning, they have decided to give it a shot for next year, Um, whether that be, whether they get to choose to go back to school next year or not they they've decided they're going to give homeschooling a shot um so (laughs) some advice from somebody who's been homeschooling for only two years but i i feel like i've learned quite a bit um is number one don't try to mimic public school classrooms at your home or in your home um, I, I made that mistake and it was probably one of the biggest mistakes I made. Um, I was in public school growing up and my daughter was in public school until second grade. So I had a pretty good idea of what it looked like in the public school system. And I thought, you know, let's, let's just mimic that. So I did. And I planned everything out and I was going to make, you know, at this hour they're going to do this and this hour they're going to, they're going to have a lunch break at this hour and then they're going to have recess and then we're going to have silent reading time. And don't get me wrong, there are a ton of homeschool moms out there that do that and excel at it. Um, But starting off, I think it's probably not a great idea because you're setting this bar so, so high and you need to figure out a bunch of things before you start to put any sort of uh, black and white schedule into place. Um, So that's what I did. I'm like, okay, I'm going to work with this child at this time. And then while I'm working with this child, this child's going to be working on this. And then, you know, we're going to break it this time. And it just set us up for failure because if we got it done too quickly, it was like, man, what do we do now? Or if we didn't get it done at all, you're instantly feeling like you're behind. Um, So number one, don't try to mimic the classroom. I've heard of moms that started homeschooling and they had their children raise their hand when they wanted to talk. Um, There were bathroom passes and 
it didn't work out well for them either. So don't try to do that. Instead, what you should do is gather curriculum loosely. Like, do not 100% commit to a curriculum because, man, have I done that and have been extremely disappointed when we don't finish it because it is just not working. So loosely gather your curriculum. And I recommend starting with reading, writing, and arithmetic. They call it the three R's in the homeschool world. Um, And so very basic. Start bare bones. Don't sign up. I was like, we're going to do this for science and we're going to do this for history and we're going to have so much fun. And let me tell you, that didn't happen. Um, So just start with your basics and feel out how that goes. Um, So whether I've, things are changing all the time, but I've figured out like, oh, well, math isn't so-and-so's favorite subject. So we're going to start off with math to get that over with so she feels like she can, she's well rested when we start math and then after we're done, we're done and she doesn't have to think about it for the rest of the day. So you will, if you pay attention, you'll figure out how well your kids do with each subject, with each curriculum. So Try Just spend the first six months to a year figuring out what works for your kid and you and your teaching style because I thought, you know, my teaching style is going to be very, you know, we're going to be on schedule and we're going to get it done. And it turns out that's really not great for my personality because it just makes things that more intense. So spend that first year just getting the bare bones done and then um, maybe adding in from there. Uh, Another piece of advice I have is don't only homeschool. And what I mean by that is don't not sign up for anything. So there's a lot of people who are like, you know, we're just going to figure this out. We're not going to sign up for anything. We're just going to stay home. And that is a surefire way to make you go crazy and to make your children go crazy. Um, I have one extremely extroverted child who needs to be around other kids, other people. And so I would notice a dramatic difference in her when we'd either be on a break from, you know, our extracurricular activities or um, maybe we missed a couple weeks. So her happiness and her ability to learn well was dramatically affected by not having other things going on. And so what we we initially signed up for, um, she was doing Girl Scouts and she, and then they were both going to a once a week options program with other homeschoolers. And it, that really gave her what she needed. And then we signed up for musical theater. And so now she's pretty busy. And so if we would have started out with nothing to do but be with each other, as great as that is, it would not have gone well. So I definitely recommend at least one thing a week, and I don't even think that would be enough, but one thing a week that's constant that your kid can look forward to that's not with you. Um, or maybe it is with you. I know there's a, gosh, is it called CC? I think it's called CC, where um, 
parents go with their child all day it's once a week and they go with their child and I've never done that so I can't speak for it but I'm sure it's good for kids who want to be with other kids um so don't isolate yourself I guess is is that lesson instead if, if you're a total introvert or or you're like me who's like I don't want to make any commitments that freaks me out just sign up for one thing and then you can see how it works for you I every year will change some years my sister changes it every year some years she'll do you know options other years she'll do this and so our next year what we have planned out looks totally different and what works for one child doesn't always work for another child so my totally <laughs> extroverted child has a really busy busy schedule next year and that's the way she wants it and we'll have to see how it works I think it might be a little too much for her but and then my other child is who's seven going on 40 um has said that she would like to keep things a little bit less crazy for her so she is dropping two things and adding one so she'll be busy she'll have two things to do each week and that's where she wants it to be so you will definitely figure out what's right and what what works and what doesn't work um and next year might be something where oh yeah we are way too busy and we'll have to make a decision then that's number two um number three would probably be don't be afraid to call off the day so I was so afraid to call off a school day because I had a schedule and I wanted to you know I had you know I had written with permanent marker in my notebook or in my schedule how many weeks we were gonna go when we're gonna be off how you know when we should when the last day of school should be and that made things really difficult (laughs) because it's like oh you know we do a sabbath schedule or at least we try to do a sabbath schedule and what that what a sabbath schedule is is you go six weeks on one week off six weeks on one week off and that works really well for us because then we get a good break and we kind of always have that week to look forward to um but you can still do a Sabbath schedule, but you need to be open to things changing. Like, you know, oh, hey, this, uh, we had a lot of opportunities this week to go out and, you know, it was nice out. And so we had a lot of opportunities. We could go swimming and we could go to a, a field trip. And so we didn't do any school. We're going to call off this week. And as that stuff still counts as school, but I used to think, nope, we do schoolwork. We do book work first and then we go play. Um, and it, we had a lot of missed opportunities and I'm starting to see the world a whole lot more differently um, now that I'm more open-minded to like, you know, my my uh, seven-year-old finally decided she was willing to learn to ride her bike without training wheels. That is absolutely school. That is absolutely something that I consider going towards her school hours. Um, it's PE. There's so many different things I could say it is. And if I were to say, nope, we're not going outside to ride the bike. We are doing, you know, math this morning. That's the plan. We need to get day number 122 done today and then you can go ride your bike. I I have to believe that we wouldn't have gotten, obviously, we wouldn't have gotten the same opportunity for her to learn to ride her bike. Nope, we're going to take that moment and it's cool outside right now and that counts. So be open-minded to other things that aren't considered book work being beneficial to your child. Um, 
my sister homeschools her kids who are similar in ages and they live pretty close so when we have the opportunity when she's not doing school that day and we're enough ahead or we are on track enough to where I feel like you know we can go I'm gonna go now whereas I used to say no we got to get school done first and I'm not saying you need to throw all school to the back burner I, I do think there needs to be some balance to it but don't be on the side of, nope, we never do anything until this, this, and this are done. Um, so really, I, I guess my my piece of advice for that one is be flexible with your time. Um, and don't try to keep this really strict schedule. It's not going to do great things for your homeschool and it's not going to make you feel pretty good, feel very good. Now... You do, and this is really hard for me because I am pretty intense, you you do need to find that balance of what makes you feel good and feel like you're getting enough done um, and then still being able to go out and play. So it's definitely something that I think even really seasoned homeschoolers struggle with of what what is that balance of my children learning. I, I still want them to learn. And I still want them to learn to read and it, all this. And so you still need to work with them. But how do you find that balance? And I, I feel like every day I'm trying to find that balance. Um, I would probably say for the distance learners right now, if you're going to start homeschooling, I would most certainly don't expect it to look like it looks like now for you because distance learning is very different. Um, These kids are getting on Zoom calls. They're getting their, you know, pack of work they need to be done. And from what I've heard, kids aren't learning a ton of new content through this distance learning just because it's really hard to learn new content, I guess, from Zoom meetings. And so don't try to compare the two. Um... I think homeschooling will be probably pretty different for you. Um, Picking out your own curriculum is going to be different. Um, Not having to answer to anybody will be different because you don't have to submit these, these, you know, worksheets to anybody. They're submitting them to you. Um, And then also definitely look into signing up for... Um, your most districts have a homeschool program whether it means once a week twice a week look into it because it's for the first year it's really nice to have that sort of guide and to be attached to a or connected to a district just to feel like you're being supported in some way and I definitely our our um, district that we probably won't be a part of next year but um, they had curriculum that you could you can rent career like you check out curriculum from them you can buy curriculum from them and they had a bunch of it so that was really nice to have that support the first year we used it the second year we didn't but it's just nice to have that and then it also helps you build um, relationships with other homeschoolers who you might not have built relationships with before so it connects your kids and it connects you Um, and then you could meet some really awesome people that have some great advice or um kids that kids of the same age that you guys can get together um not all homeschoolers the same and so I've met a few homeschoolers who I'm like okay yeah they're a homeschooler so I just assumed that they were like-minded 
and it couldn't have been more from the truth. And even homeschoolers who were like-minded from me, I didn't necessarily mesh well with because yes, we were like-minded in the curriculum aspect, but our kids didn't get along or um, they were super competitive. And so it's different. So don't assume that just because you meet a homeschooler that you're going to be the greatest of friends. Can you probably gain something from talking to them? Absolutely. But I made the mistake of assuming all homeschoolers were doing it for the same reasons I was and that we were all going to be on the same page and that could not have been further from the truth. I, I also thought that all homeschoolers were Christian. I just assumed it. I just thought, well, of course, why would anybody homeschool if they didn't want? I don't know. Could not have been further from the truth. I have a lot of good friends who are do, are not Christians and homeschool, and they homeschool for other different reasons. So don't assume. Don't assume anything because you will be very surprised. Um, I hope this podcast has helped you in, to enlighten you or maybe encourage you to homeschool. Maybe it's encouraged you to not homeschool. Gosh, I, I hope I didn't do that. But we will see you next time.